0: Morning, Jarvis. Good morning, Commander. How are we doing? The ship's systems
1: have been checked and are okay. Have I got any emails? Yes, two. What's the first email? From Alvin DeFear. Grow Woof Woof Grow. Translating, please wait. Is Thursday's Studio 5 recording completed?
0: What's the second one?
1: From M. Stryker, Sorry, Ventura, but I am unable to meet with you this weekend. Something has come up. We'll talk to you next month.
0: Okay, back to the main menu. Uh, can you get the latest edition of the Hot Orbital Radio News Digest? Thanks. Right, play
1: it when you have it. Please wait. Searching. Searching.
2: Found. Loading. Now playing. The space lanes are strangely quiet tonight. Hardly a blip is seen on the radar. Comets roam the galaxy unmolested. Pilots are staying at their home base, washing and polishing their ships, watching the price of fuel plummet just at a time when they have nowhere to go. Whole families gather around the same screen in these dark times, waiting for news of new missions. The ECM has finished and there's nothing left to see but a damp stain that smells of gin. Hot mess is over. And a few commanders wonder if it's possible to quietly sell their remaining mugs on the black market. There's an overall feeling of loss as shared experiences that drew people together from all over the galaxy so long anticipated, some enjoyed for a day, some for many months, have come to an end. What do they have to look forward to now? What could possibly make everyone feel better, if only for a short while? Almost as one, people have a common thought. They search out long, unused diaries that have almost all of the entries crossed out and realize that today is that day. Today is Thursday. The time is 8.30-ish. And that means that they're not too late desperately hopefully they reach out and press a switch and whole families tearfully embrace each other when they hear the words our mics are
3: live
0: good evening good evening good evening everyone and welcome back to hutton We know the journey has taken, well the best part of a week, but you're here now so sit down, kick
2: back and tune in. They're already tuned in or they wouldn't have heard that.
3: And they're probably already sitting down. Not sure about the kicking back though, I thought that was something that horses did.
4: I suppose they could kick off, but that's normally reserved for the forums and this is a happy place. And on that note, now, the
0: news headlines.
5: The citizens of Dunkington say crumbs as the 38 go a little bit limp.
4: Brewer Corporation persuades Pilots' Federation to reduce rent.
2: ScanCon Dundon, er, did.
3: Huxley Proxpects' Grave New World. Atrus
0: 5060 gives us the bare facts about the Thargoids.
3: Lou's got something to talk about for a change.
4: And Norma's getting into the community spirit. If Cecil's left any that is.
0: First, tonight, news from Colonia. Ed's 38, the last tattered Teeth back in. Ed's 38, the last tattered remnants of a once-great faction, have been kicked into touch. They've dunked themselves too long and gone a little bit soggy. Someone's stolen the jaffa from their cake and the custard from their creams. Yes, Dubueno is reporting that the tin is empty and there's naught left but the crumbs as they've joined the broken biscuit assortment on the bottom shelf of the shop and lost ownership of the system. Rendered leaderless by the abdication of their eponymous chief, the jammy dodgers in second place got their chocolate fingers on the most prized asset in system and crunch creamed their way to the top. Like the open packet left on the side, someone snaffled them all and then looked all innocent. Alvin has requested that as he's a fan of his bone-shaped tasty treats, which happen also to be rather biscuity, he'd quite like the place back in their hands and fully stocked with all manner of things that a good boy might eat. As such, he's had a hobnob with his aide-de-camp, and insisted in no uncertain terms that Hutton should head out to Catalonia forthwith, not give a fig roll about local security, not give a tunnocks about the danger, and bring a Hutton-sized stroopwaffle of sticky trouble to the opposing faction. Get those wagon wheels in motion, Commanders, and let's lift the biscuitiers out of the hot water.
5: The beleaguered Brewer Corporation has, this week, been successful in its appeal to the Pilots' Federation to lift the load of Commanders and reduce the rent for purchases of its new fleet carriers. Whilst they charge a hefty fee for these mammoth monstrosities, the Pilots' Federation had previously published plans to levy a mansion tax on the wealthiest commanders in the galaxy, siphoning off hundreds of millions of credits to their own coffers for the privilege of owning one of these giant gin palaces. This left the Brewer Corporation with an overproduction problem and risked space being littered with unclaimed carriers all produced in anticipation of the galaxy's second generation of big ships heading out there. Universal Cartographics finally signed a contract confirming that discoveries and data from long-range explorer types will be able to be stored on board and transmitted by long-range smoke signal back to the bubble for a fee. The campaign to allow mug trading from these giant whales of the black is gaining momentum, but as of yet, there is no notice of a change in the circumstances and not a hint of a tint that they might be swayed. For the time being, the resident salt mining corporation of Shinrata desra has been neutered as the changes have left them very little to moan about. But they're adopting the standard union position of suggesting strikes over pay and conditions. What that actually means, we don't know. But it probably has something to do with having to pay at all. And we don't like the terms and conditions, especially not the ones that say if we go on holiday for 12 months, we might come back to a bill the size of which was last seen when you uh, bought your last pot noodle. We're keeping an eye on the financials, but for the time being we reckon that a fleet carrier around Mitterrand, as reported last week, is still the funniest thing we've seen in months.
4: commanders across the galaxy have been gazing in dismay at their exploratory investments this week as the value of their unsold exploration data has inexplicably dropped from however many millions it was to zero. At present there is no explanation for this vast resource of wealth plummeting from almost fleet carrier purchasing amounts to plum zero but there are many theories ranging from a cyber attack by the dastardly Don and his electronic henchmen, to our very own Antarius Fusion, code monkey extraordinaire and genius, going rogue and pilfering the pot to fund a scheme that could be the most terrifying ever created by an evil mastermind. Others have suggested that the recent absence of Tharg the Mighty is due to him spending the time developing a way to hack into the universal cartographics and absorb the data. Whether he would be harvesting harvesting it for cash value to enable the building and repair of Thargoid structures or for the information on pilot movement over recent weeks is a matter for wild conjecture. The Hutton Truckers do not condone the proliferation of conspiracy theories and Alvin has sent instructions to the wayward roving reporter Rex Bottoms to return from his hiding place and apply his not inconsiderable investigative skills to get to the, well, bottom of the mystery. Until such time as we have his report, truckers are requested to refrain from wild storytelling and especially from witch hunts. We await further news on this story and will bring it to you as soon as it becomes available.
2: Spare a thought for the poor buggers on Huxley Prospect in the HIP 68801 system. Poor leadership, dwindling income from refinery processing and a costly pyramid scheme has left them in dire straits. Currently, they are cornered in their home station experiencing lockdown, famine and infrastructure failure all at once. Residents are said to be surviving on pot noodles, dog's milk and a tin of biscuits given to them by their neighbouring station as a gift for Christmas 3300. All of the lights are out, too, as there's no money for the Lecky. But on the upside, this does help when the bailiffs come round and everyone has to pretend they're not in. All work on the 10,000-metre pyramid has ceased and has been repossessed by the Bank of Zeons, who have plans to, to develop it into a hollow cinema complex complete with MacThargoids and a Toblerone gift shop. Huxley locals are a plucky lot, and are taking steps to get themselves on the road to prosperity again. Chief among these was spacing their ruling government and replacing them with a nice hollow pick of some kittens and a ball of wool. Additionally, they will be holding a jumble sale on the station this Friday, 17th of April 3306, starting at 10 a.m. and offering lots of goodies at 10 or even five credits and a raffle with the first prize of a week's stay in Huxley. Second prize is a fortnight in Huxley. Sadly, due to record low levels of influence, we were the only people who got the message about the jumble sale and we appear to have left it a bit late. Huxley residents have also opened a stall selling Lucky White Heather.
6: Good evening, trackers. Atrus 5060 reporting in with the latest on all things Thargoid. After attending the Pilots' Federation's annual gathering this week, I was delighted to have engaged with so many commanders and even went on an adventure with that deviant commander, Abe Device, to Colonia to track down a missing explorer. The event was a huge success and my kudos to the organizers. Unfortunately, we weren't able to avoid a diplomatic incident concerning our very own Lacon Spaceways representative, Commander Buck Naked. Canon Research has intercepted several encrypted messages from those dastardly Thargoids, who, upon seeing this broadcast, deemed this an act of biological warfare and are now reconsidering the destruction of humanity. Oh dear. But was it to increase their efforts to crush us from being such a vile race as only further emphasised by Bucknaked's nakedness? But it's hard to say since the Thargoid language is rather convoluted. And we did encrypt, decrypt it during the after party. Maybe encrypt it and then decrypt it. Anyways, that aside, our fellow truckers over in Operation IDA, or, or is it IDA, have been hard at work bringing down the number of stations in need of repair to 32. Their current target is Guidioni Enterprise and HIP 9599, and I know they'd appreciate any help they can get, especially now that we've cured a galaxy of mods. Good luck out there, truckers, for the mug.
4: Stein 2051 and Van Maren Star are being targeted by a terrorist group, or groups. We don't yet have details on whether the culprits are the same in both systems at this stage, but this is causing major negative effects for our security and economy. We need to counter this by legal deliveries of weapons for use by local authorities and bounty hunting. So please ship weapons to Rennie Landing and Boeing Station in Stein 2051 and Thurston Gateway and O'Connor City in Van Marnen Star. But please do check that what you're shipping is legal at those ports before you do it. There are some pirates in LP245-10, but they do have a tendency to disappear before we get to them. So feel free to try and give them a kicking if you can find them. Otherwise, focus on the terrorists. Over in colononia, we have some real news for a change. Our good friends, Edge 38 followers of the revered biscuit and hoarders of the delicious teas have lost control of Dunker's rest in WNL. Despite retiring from public life and enjoying his new career as a recluse, the galactic intern, winner of the coveted Mistake of the Year muggy, would be delighted if we could help restore control of the hallowed dunking grounds to his acolytes. Yeah, and Hanky said something about an outbreak of spots in Doriso, so... If you can chuck a bit of zit Cream over there while you're at it, that would be great. Over to Norma!
3: With the su- successful conclusion to Operation Hot Mess, we're once again looking round the galaxy for community events where we can stick our oar in. Uh, sorry, help. And although it's not an official CG, We think that we owe a debt to our erstwhile galactic intern to help regain control of Dunker's Rest in Dubonel, isn't that a drink? As it's under control of New Sinbad, a really dodgy name if you ask me, I think it's just made up. Did you know it's an anagram of Bus Admin, or Maid's Bun, or a Dumb Sin? I also want to point out a new feature that the Pilots Federation are adding to the galaxy and to issue a warning. This is the introduction of a queuing system for CQC. At the moment, if pilots want to take a break from their daily routine and get in a bit of a virtual target practice in the arena, they need to stop what they're doing, park up and then sit around hoping that someone will turn up. The Pilots Federation have recognised that this wastes thousands of pilot hours, feet up, doing nothing but hoping desperately that they'll make a new friend to play with. A bit like a dating app if you use your own photograph. To combat this, see what I did there? The Pilots Federation are adding a queue where you can ask to be told when your date, sorry, opponent arrives. A bit like leaving a mate to watch your space in the queue, as you shuffle forward waiting your turn to get into that nightclub. Now this is all well and good, and it's not as if you're suddenly whisked away from what you're doing into the Hollow Arena without a buy or leave, but we want to warn desperately lonely commanders to be careful and to check their surroundings before accepting the invitation. Environments in which you could definitely think twice before metaphorically swiping right are coming into land on Akanar 3 without a docking computer, dropping in at a compromised nav beacon with a full hold of cargo, fuel scooping, exploring a DSS with a threat level above zero, and any situation whatsoever if you have Cecil as a co pilot. Unless you want to finish your hollow session by hearing the words eject, eject, eject.
6: It's It's Flossie, it's Flossie, it's Flossie,
0: and the community goes. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble what on earth can we do
2: now
7: interstellar initiatives let flossie tell you what it is then you can get involved with this you should listen to what flossie says
0: interstellar initiatives flossie tells us what she
7: thinks it is then you can Get involved with Just this, now you should
3: listen TV. to what Lossy says. Hello, Flossie here with this week's CCCG News. Whenever Nurse Wyatt is busy, for some reason people turn to me for medical advice. This is of course confidential, but I can definitely tell you, Mr. LS of HO, that the galaxy is much free, so whatever you've caught, it must be something else. And in any case, mugs doesn't make it go that funny colour, or make it smell like an overripe cheese you found at the back of a fridge during a clear-out, because you've got nothing better to do at the moment. Anyway, 13 weeks, 322 pilots, 55,456 mugs. Impressive numbers, but these are only statistics. Numbers alone cannot convey the enormity of the task which has been accomplished. No dry fact can make you feel the weight of history as the Hutton Truckers, both official and honorary, have completed the largest and silliest venture in the annals of the Pilots' Federation. Stop sniggering, you know what annals are. We've all heard many reports of the deeds of pilots throughout the last few weeks who delivered the most, who was everyone's favourite tea bagger, for example, but some of the best work was reserved for the very end. It was touch and go for a while as some systems were in famine or lockdown, so that Alvin was prevented from showing them his love in a very tangible and mug-shaped way. Commanders plugged away until there were only two stations left, and Commander Retired Navy IC1 was determined to see them, Given the mugging of a lifetime. Despite losing his ship and its hold full of cat mugs, trying to run missions to reopen the markets, the commander did officially deliver the last mug of Opa- Operation Hot Mess yesterday afternoon, which has been officially confirmed by Antares Fusion and his calculating hamsters. So that's it. We've done it. We've finished. We've broken Hutton by putting Alpha Centauri back into infrastructure failure. We've delivered a mug, and in some notable cases, yes, wrong way, I do mean you, many more than one, to every station in the galaxy that has a commodities market. And during this time, all of the pilots staying in their ships, not venturing further than their own cargo hold, had helped to prevent the spread of muds throughout the this precious galaxy of ours and reminded us why we are all here because we are hunting truckers and because we obey commands of a dog
0: and Flossie with a
1: pen
3: Flossie
7: told you what to
3: do
1: Powerful People Encyclopedia Galactica presents biographies of notable people in the galaxy this week Zachary Hudson. The truth is that you cannot escape adversity. You have to stand up and face it. That's how you get stronger. That's how you learn. Maybe you miss a meal or two. Maybe your kids have dirty faces and shabby clothes. If that's what it takes to get you looking for work, then so be it. I'm not going to insult you by pitying you. Because I know you can do better, and you know it, too. Thus spake Zachary Hudson, speaking eight years before he was unexpectedly elected Federal President. He's arguably the most powerful person in the galaxy, but where did he come from? What's his backstory? Hudson didn't really have a parental home. His family lived on board their ship, trading from one system to another. His parents must have had a ready supply of performance enhancers, as Zachary was the eldest of six children. He likes to tell stories of how he was left to guard the ship's cargo armed only with a rifle. His parents would have been better off teaching him how to use the pulse lasers, really. Hudson also likes to tell how his family would survive times when the training wasn't so good by hunting big game. But Hudson makes it very clear that his family never broke any poaching laws and was willing to go hungry and even die of starvation rather than break the law. The young Zachary never even did anything as reckless as running through a field of wheat. But he recalls that he admired the Federal military so much that even as a child he would sell his parents' wares to soldiers for a hefty discount. He recalls an incident when his family's freighter was denied docking permission repeatedly for 24 hours solid. His family, honourable to a fault, did not re-log to attempt to re By the time they were allowed to dock, their entire cargo of animal products had turned into fertiliser. The young Hudson saw this as a call to political arms. Not only would he fight bureaucracy, He'd also fight taxes that penalised honest traders, and he'd fight welfare payments that discouraged layabouts from getting an honest job. Fast forwarding 83 years from his birth, in 3301, President Hudson had become a leading congressman in the Republican Party. Fostering excellent ties with the Federal military despite never having served himself, Hudson is close buddies with many of the top brass in the Federal Navy. In particular, he's close friends with Admiral Lucas Vincent, the man who bombed the onion headfields of Lucca, something that then-Federal President Jasmina Halsey claimed she didn't order. The resulting kerfuffle weakened Halsey's grip on power. But what really did for her was the presidential flight exploding into a million tiny pieces when both she and her vice-president, Ethan Naylor, were touring the frontier systems. Being lost, presumed dead, did not improve House's ability to govern very much, and her acting replacement, Felicia Winters, wasn't up to much either. Hudson, sadly, felt that it was his duty to replace the weak, indecisive liberal leadership with a strong federal government, one with a sense of purpose, and with a Zachary Hudson in charge. So strong was his conviction that he was the right man for the job that Congress voted him right in. And there he remains to this day. He was supposed to undergo a statutory vote of no confidence after four years, but this doesn't appear to have happened, and no one in Congress seems to have been brave enough to ask him why not. His term as president is due to complete in 3309, but no one's taking bets about whether Hudson will stay on for another eight years. President Hudson is all about free trade and the corporations. He hates slackers, which is why there's no welfare in the Federation. He hates taxes, which prevent growth. He loves the military and was secretly quite pleased when Imperial Admiral Denton Petraeus cancelled the London Treaty, allowing Hudson to fund the building of more and better Farraguts, All the better to counter the threat from the evil empire. Hudson encourages public respect for the military by just occasionally reminding civilians what the military can do for them. Hudson funded the development of the Pacifier Fragment Cannon, which gives a long-range, tight cone of damage. Fire one of those into a crowd of rioters and they pretty quickly learn respect for the military. As well as funding military spending and selling weapons at a discount, Hudson's other hobby remains big game hunting. Not only can he ride a horse shirtless, he can wrestle a bear into submission and kill a variety of endangered species in a selection of interesting and exotic ways. One of the delights of being a guest of President Hudson is sitting round the campfire on one of those hunting trips, eating some exotic and possibly non-poisonous creature that Hudson has killed and cooked himself. Tune in next week for another of the galaxy's powerful people.
7: Now you're a and trucker All you gotta do is truck that truck When you're a and trucker If you can't turn the prop Let me fly all over the space Point two to light, years crossed at a hell of a pace Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker
3: Well, howdy there,
7: y'all. This here is Buck Neckie, spokesman for Lakon Spaceways. Back again for this week's and Top Trucker. And I bet you're glad it's only voice this time and not video. Hmm. So how do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as being virtually sad, the virtual event is over. So let's get on to our top truckers this week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them noisy crickets in a field. Commander Kratu lit it up with almost 43,600 light years jump. Commander Kudoi Kisume took control of the trigger this week, turning the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into space dust. He racked up almost 40.8 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of every one of the Don ships. Running missions like no other, Commander Texas Stew tallied up 810 mission points this week. That makes four weeks in a row now for that old-timer. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lakon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, Commander Gallagher Champ hauled over 42,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy and apparently picked up a few stray tons here and there keeping control of the hut and taxi this week. Commander Texas to delivered 1,861 passengers around the galaxy in his attempt to also earn the most mission points and keep this category all to itself for the fourth week in a row fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Brett Riverboat in one hour, 22 minutes and 31 seconds. But the fastest run to Hutton in this month of April is held by Commander Doc Jack in one hour, 23 minutes and 5 seconds. <clears throat> but best run in race in and beauty and, and just... Fantastic flying is held by me, yes sir. Your very own Buck Nicky flew out there a couple times and did it in one hour, twenty-three minutes, and thirty-five seconds. So, if y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you've got the Hutton helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.porthemug.com and get the truck. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Wait, what's that? Oh, they just said I don't qualify. I mentioned myself. Bunch of legal. <clears throat> anyway, hut and top trucker brought to you by Lakon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy. It comes with an interactive game of docking darts. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show.
6: Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you?
0: You got the big mallet. Can you can you thump the hamsters for us?
3: No, don't do that.
0: No, they're digital hamsters. It doesn't matter. No, it's digital hamsters.
3: Kill
5: the holographic hamsters.
0: Here we go. He's lining them all up. Marvin's amazing mopper phone.
5: Oh!
0: There we go. We might be back soon. (laughs) Clearly, the internet just doesn't like Hutton. That's what. Oh, good. Now there we go. We're all we're all straight again now. Thank you very much, Norman. Well Well, done, Norman. We'll 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 tell you where, when we need the um the amazing Norman's phone malleting again. There's something obviously going on shenanigans with it. We blame the internet. It's fine. Um, no, I think I think that that the hamsters are revolting again. Uh, Norman, <laughs> oh, is, Nina,
3: is, it, you mean I got to say it all again? No, Have <laughs> no, no. we started?
0: you've already restarted it way better. I I think I think this is going to be an ongoing theme this evening so for those of you listening watching whatever else we're just going to keep feeding the hamsters and every now and again um, you yell choppy at us and then then we fix it Um, because the alternative is we go offline and that'd be rubbish